Hello and welcome back to Modern Animism. Today, right now in our podcast, we will be looking at causality and why it is important to animists. This will tie into the butterfly effect where we look at how nature connects two effects. Causality is a physical effect, but can we also assume that there is a spiritual correlation and we want to determine how this would be perceived or seen. But as normal, I'm going to open up by looking at the history of the subject we're examining, and causality will be no different, except for once, its history doesn't start during the Age of Enlightenment. The concept of causality is attributed to Plato and the Stoics. right back before Christianity or any of the other monotheistic Abrahamic religions came into existence. For we see that Plato was a kind of an atheist. He was arguing against there being a wide pantheon of gods with multiple attributes. And he theorised the system of causality as an argument against pantheism. In causality, everything that comes into effect or changes does so because there is something behind it implementing that change. Nothing can come into existence without a cause. Any phenomenon that we see is merely the appearance of some other unseen pattern. This unseen cause can be a physical process such as in the action of nature. But causality infers that there is a regulatory system behind this process. Plato's idea of causality, cause and effect, splits causes into three. Nature is a cause with its repeated patterns what we might call the butterfly effect, whereby a butterfly batting her wings in the rainforest could cause a storm over the Atlantic. The second form of causality is interference, such as seen in art or creativity, where something new is constructed out of an old substance. Take marble. What we previously saw as rock will become crafted and becomes a product, redirecting its effects into another direction. And there's also a metaphysical cause. What we previously might have known as act of God or miracle. And this is an act which occurs and runs contrary to the established pattern for which there is no identifiable cause. This sense of causality becomes the forerunner for all monotheistic Abrahamic religions. It separates God from nature and will go on to make all of nature deities redundant. The sense of God also becomes much further removed 
Deity doesn't live in nature or in any place close to us, but is moved into heaven. Rather than having pocket deities that belong specifically to a family. In the Abrahamic religions, there is a sense that this one God who lives outside in heaven still looks or responds in a very human manner. We hear the words that humans would go on to inherit God's kingdom, that we were made in God's image. But both traditional and modern animists refute this opinion. And we obviously deny this opinion since it presupposes that humans were given the earth, the animals, all objects and land to do with as they wished. Thinking realistically, we know that all matter and all energy are eternal. They exist, just changing forms indefinitely. Matter may decompose, ameliorate or combine, and energy will flow from place to place. For the thing, the God, that instigated the metaphysical causality, it must therefore lie beyond all these natural laws because it affects nature, but it isn't affected by nature. God must be eternal and unchanging. It must not be a product of matter or energy. And this indicates it has a lack of physical or energetic form. This perhaps would infer that people who pray or meditate, what they experience is an effect, effect of this metaphysicality, but not an actual connection because there is no sense of interaction between natural effects and something that exists in a non-energetic or physical form. When traditional animists are forced to adapt to a more Christian lifestyle, they had a way of incorporating this sense of deity into their pre-existing beliefs and practices that may be useful to think about, or indeed to utilise to make sense of how your practice will evolve. The God that we know of in the Abrahamic religions is of a higher spiritual value than the other deities that exist. For example, he is higher than Jesus, Muhammad or Jehovah. This sense of a higher God becomes incorporated into heaven. They are one and the same. They exist as this plane that lies beyond all reality. They are the source to which all things return. They are the things that exist at the beginning and the end of time. They are antimatter. They are the infinity, the space and substance from which all the universe, all the substance in the universe and multiverse came into existence from. They are something entirely beyond our knowledge or experience. Whereas the prophets, Jesus and all the saints are incorporated into ancestor worship. They have ascended over, but we can still feel their influence upon us. Because like the butterfly effect explains, things that happened in the past are still an aspect of who we are now. We carry those past effects. And those are the issues that we need to be working through now. And this is how causality relates to both free will and karma. 
both are seen as affecting humanity to get us to change and evolve. With causality, we take responsibility for the past. It's important to think of our network of souls. This is fundamental to animism. Everything that we link to are all united into a close network. There is a limited amount of time within our universe that we all coexist within this time frame and then when we all rise, we all rise together. I wondered for a second as I wrote this passage about the state of the universe. I wondered if its expansion and contraction was in some way related to these examples of otherness and polarity. If matter that existed moved into a smaller space, would we still come to believe all matter was united? Would it exclude many of the concepts of polarity that we hold? Won't we all come to be united once we pass the event horizon? So perhaps some of our issues are arising because we are attempting to allocate ourselves our own place and purpose because our options are so expansive. The amalgamation between Christianity and the Asian forms of animism perceives that ancestors that ascend are imbued with additional powers. They can become animals after their death. They may have spirit forms. Most commonly we see these as ascended lords, ascended ladies. Sometimes spirits can take animalistic forms after their death as people evolving to become dragons. But the concept of God still exists. And if you consider our last podcast looking at free will in the multiverse, you should have remembered that it's possible to predict how many other alternate universes exist by utilising the expansion and contraction of our own universe. Whereas the outer material from which the universes are constructed is infinite, especially in terms of time. So the force we associate with God heaven is the one that takes things that are infinite and his power is to limit them into a start and end point to massage things into patterns. And the language that this being utilises is maths, especially geometry and symmetry, patterns and repetition. Alternatively, causation can also be used to unite God and nature. Other people indicate that God doesn't live in the outer shell of heaven out in the infinity of the universe. They believe it's possible that God and nature are one and the same being. That there is no metaphysical causation. And this is standard within the pagan beliefs. But if God only exists in nature, how do you explain the actions of objects that lie outside our universe, outside the multiverse? Causality also has other notable philosophical arguments attached. For example, causality suggests that things are predetermined, 
that they are unfolding according to specific laws of cause and effect. It suggests there is a limit to how much we can interact with causality and how much we can channel its flow. This aspect of causality can be argued as being anti-religious. Doesn't the suggestion that things unfold because of causality or a preordained plan also imply there is no need to pray for intercession from a spiritual being? If all things were unfolding in a preordained manner, doesn't this deny prophecy of Bibles and religious texts? Uh, won't these be superseded by the act of working in nature and seeing the patterns of nature unfolding? Why would we need to take part in religion if the ultimate end result will be the same, whether we take part or abstain? Doesn't the concept that causality suggests that things are predetermined deny superstitious fortune-telling? This is why it's important for us to hold the three aspects of causality. Humans and other species are here to implement change through the processes of art and the way that we utilise our environment. We interact and shape and change the other objects around us to alter their purpose and to give them further meaning. To ascribe further and future value to the things that surround us. The second ethical debate surrounding causality is it denies the concept of good and evil, since everything emulates from cause and effect. But isn't the concept of good and evil subjective? Doesn't it just appear within the mind of humanity? Can it be applied equally across all species? Causality is also known as the butterfly effect. The butterfly effect is normally associated with physical effects. The one piece of nature will affect another. But isn't it also true that we're not just affecting things on a physical level, but indeed our spiritual thoughts will lead us to behave in certain manners which in effect will then cause us to act in a certain way which will then cause us to change our environment around ourselves. The butterfly effect also relates to the way we interact with the past. Our concept of holding on to problems that our ancestors created and our transmutation of those problems is associated with our sense of free will and the fact that we are learning as we go through life due to the interactions we have with the environment 
that we need to be putting ourselves in a better position in order to go forward. In our next podcast, we'll look at purpose. What exactly we need to be doing and achieving as humans, given the limits on our free will, the lack of good and evil, the loss of religion and prophecy. And I hope to incorporate some proper animistic practices rather than just denying the usefulness of pre-existing philosophies. In the coming sessions, we'll cover feminism and ecology, string theory, Gaia theory, duality purpose. So please return for our next podcast.